Abel.
Yes, the Bruce Dickinson. And I gotta tell Yeah, I mean, you're Bruce Dickinson. That song. This is like the rest of you, one leg at a time. All right, here we go. Fear, don't fear the Reaper. Take it. was going to be a great... I could have used a little more cowbell. Let <laughs> me explore the studio space this time. You got it, Bruce. I mean, really. One, two, three, four. It's the two good tracks. This last one was even better than the... Back a little, if you like. Not too much, though. I'm telling you, fellas. One, two, three, four. Come on, Jesus! Hey, baby, just say it. Stand here and stare at Rockmore Cowbell. Hey, baby. And Bobby, you are right. I am being self. Cowbell, baby. But I'd be doing myself in the service. Guess what? I got a fever. I think if, I think if, I, if I just leave and uh, maybe I'll... Why don't you lay down that cowbell right now? With us. Together. Do you mean that, Eric? Gold-plated diapers. What does that mean? Never question Bruce Dickens. Yes, that was Christopher Walken. More cowbell. Wonder if he wants more cowbell for his birthday. That was stupid. Um, so that was Celebrate Brooklyn tonight. We haven't had any callers, so I guess once again this week. Ooh, sad to say we're not going to play our fabulous game show notes from a two-girl sexual DJ. Not happy about that. I like playing that game because it's hilarious. And I am amazed if you actually are able to win. Uh, just true statement there. If you can actually guess the tips, you're fucking awesome. Awesome. You know what else is awesome? MuniRadio.fm. Hope you're listening live. This is your host, Frosty Nugs. On Soul Sausage on there. Uh, tomorrow is, is April 1st, which means everyone in San Francisco gets rich. 
for a minute, and then they go to the tenderloin and lose it all. Ha! Uh, give us a call, 415-550-0511. Someone will answer and forward your call to me. Because I am en route to New York City on my JetBlue flight. I love JetBlue. It's true. Um, so before that, uh, celebrate Brooklyn, we had Andy Ballas. Fucking awesome band. I used to see them every Friday down in Tribeca at this awesome place called No More. I don't know if it's still there. No More maybe No More. Uh, I know Antibas hasn't played there in years. But they were a great party. And they have gone on to tremendous success. Uh, being the pit band for Fela on Broadway. Traveling all around the world. Uh, spreading the music and culture of Fela Kuti. As well as uh, awesome originals by them. That was Uprising. Uh, before that, the Beat Nuts. Beat Nuts. Love those guys. That was for Juju. Uh, and the Jugs, of course, closing it out with a little, little double shot. You can't choose. And the Mule. Blowing up. Uh, I wish I had some news for you. Check out their website, jugsmusic.com. Uh... For tour dates and, and such. I know they do have a couple big festivals, I think, coming up this year. Definitely check them out there. But if you like what you hear now, wait till you see them live. Because they're fucking even better than that, let me tell you. Um, it is 1.47. Alright, let's hop to some music. Oh, you're 
you got something else to do? We're going to hot date with Satan. So, uh, you guys, uh, what do you want to hear, man? Since you're still here, uh, we must have played, uh, or not played something you want. Anything with devil. Anything with devil or Satan in it is good.
right, peoples. A little Metallica medley there, live. Off of Binge and Purge, live shit, Binge and Purge from Seattle 89. A little medley, Am I Evil, topping it off there. It is the top of the hour, 2 a.m. And you know what that means. It's time for set two. Set two coming up tonight. We got a really awesome one from the Grateful Dead. June 19th, 1976 from the Capitol Theater in Passaic, New Jersey. What an awesome treat it will be. I don't even want to waste any more time. Let's get right to it. This is set two with the Grateful Dead.
Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. All right, we've got a, a big old, we've got a big old listen. Not a lot of people on it, so we've got lots of time. That's good. Uh, you're going to do four-minute sets. You'll hear the minute at three with that horn, and that means wrap it up. Uh, but, I mean, actually, there's so much time today, I might as well just give you more time. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, does anybody want to do more than four? Who's here right now? Casey? You want to do more than four? Sam, more than four? Well, how about I'll do, we'll do five and five. I mean, because I don't, okay. Just because we had a people and stuff. Okay. And Pancake, you let me know. All right. So, uh, again, when you hear the, the horn, you've got a minute left. And take notes and stuff. The show is as good as we all make it here together. If we all pay attention, it's super helpful and super awesome. But if we all are on our phones and not paying attention, then it's um, boring and stupid. So, yay, everybody be cool and pay attention. All right. Um, your first comedian, very funny young man and up-and-comer on the scene. Uh, clap your hands wildly for Sam Carroll. Yay. Hello, four, five. Hi, Pancake. How is it over there? Chilling, chilling. You're the furthest from the door. It's supposed to be the warmest spot. Hi. How are you? Um, so dating is dating is tough these days. Like you never know what to expect. And I'm not talking about you know all the things leading up to sex. I'm talking about sex itself. Sex. You guys know sex. Sex is sex is great, right? Sex is great, but it can be complicated when you add things onto it. You know, there's a whole list of things that can complicate sex, like bondage, or choking, or dominance, or electrostimulation. If you can tell, I'm moving alphabetically here. Or feet. Gagging is another one. Humiliation, kind of like what I do every night. There's impact play, which is spanking. Japanese bondage for J. K. K is tough. Clismophilia, which is uh, the arousal by enemas. Yeah, as my doctor liked to say, uh, liquid dildos. Yes. There's L, L and M, love, masochism, kind of the same thing, right? Nylons, object, sexuality. Pregnancy, queerophilia is a weird one. Because it's not the attraction to queers, it's hands. It's like hand shit. <laughs> R for role-playing rape. That one's always a little bit forced. Spectrophilia, which is the attraction to ghosts. Not, not people on the spectrum. I think that's autistophilia. Tentacles, I don't know what the fuck that one is. I think that's when you rub calamari around your anus rim. I don't know. Urophilia. That's what R. Kelly's accuser had. Free R. Kelly. He's innocent. Next one. Voyeurism. That's when you watch my parents have sex through the broken blind in their closet. There's whipping and waxing. That's what my parents like to do. Yoni egg. You know what a yoni egg is? Anyone know what a yoni? Uh, no, a yoni egg is an egg that you stick up your pussy, and 
I guess you're like supposed to hard boil it first. Or I don't know. Zapping. Zapping is when you handcuff someone to a bed. You stick a cattle rod up their ass. You turn it on. You leave the room. And you come back like 45 minutes later. They're just a nice medium rare. Yeah. Lots of surprises. Lots of surprises. Oh, there's A. Dude, we forgot A, which is all of the above. And that's the worst one. You gotta make like a Dr. Seuss sex machine. Have like 18 arms, four cocks, a belt for the enemas. Oh, here's one I didn't mention. All right. So, I had sex with a woman the other day. Post-coitus, she starts demanding money. She had a money fetish. Yeah, but I uh, I ghosted her. But she liked it because she was a spectrophiliac. Also an autistophiliac. Or philio. Autistophile, I think that it w is what it is. But it was good. You know, I think that's why she liked me, because I'm pale and I tend to fixate. It's confusing, though. It's confusing when a woman asks you, do you want to party? She really means, do you want to pay for sex? Because I love to party. You know, I love to party because you can get laid at a party. Then when you get laid, you don't have to come home and order a hooker off back pages. All right, I'll, one more minute. I have a fetish, though. I have a, uh, I have a fetish, and I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I force it on people. A consent fetish. Yeah, you can never get enough consent. I love consent. That's why I carry around my consent papers. I was fucking around with consent papers. Legal proof. All you need is a signature and a notary to watch you fuck. I keep my consent papers with me at all times in case I get stopped and frisked. My favorite thing to do with my consent papers is go to a mall and pretend like I'm lost and scream for my dad and ask people if they'll sign my permission slip. Today has never worked, but one day it will. Start hanging out at lawyer bars or something. All right. Thank you. Okay, so there's microphones strewn about the room that you can like comment on. The notary to watch you fuck is a great new tag. It's really that was really funny. I laughed for a while. Go ahead, Pancake. Bam. Hi. This is Pancake. You should uh, eventually advocate for abstinence if you're having all these negative thoughts towards sex you know it's not com it's not safe for your psyche to, to i should i should be a for abstinence is yeah. that what you think instead yeah. of all of the above yeah instead of all of the above yeah oh okay that's good that's a good a one i like that one or i was thinking ass play too <laughs> but i think that's hack really
Yeah, yeah. The, the juxtaposition. <laughs> no, that's that's interesting. So I was like thinking about how I wanted to read the list. Like, I don't want to be deadpan or whatever. And I don't know, because it is a list that I'm going to read. Cause it's yeah. I also should have it like memorized because I already have a mnemonic di device for it. It's just the alphabet. <laughs> like, so that's <laughs> just pure laziness. <laughs> Casey, can you switch the microphones? That other one in the corner is better. Uh, yeah, thanks. Sorry about that. Has an on-off switch too. There Got we it. go. Yeah, oh, that this one's is hot. good. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I liked the only parts, well, I don't want to say the only parts I liked of the list, but I liked the list when you connected with something else other than just the words. So like the going, the thing with the, through the blinds of the parents, like, cause it, then it, it was somehow like you connected with the, whatever you're saying. And so that, whatever ones you did, like with the parents or the, I don't know. Um, and I, uh, you, you, you set it up too much at the top. There's too much. You set it up for yeah, like 45 yeah. seconds. And you can just get to it. Um, uh, and last last night, you, when you went through the list, you did it really fast, and I liked that until you wanted to say something extra and connect with the audience. So it was like, go, 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 comment, blah, 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 blah. So I'd kind of like maybe structure it that way because then you can use your list and then break from it and talk to people for a second and then go back to it. And then. Oh, I like the way you did the prostitute joke the other way. Which way? You keep switching. You you've switched it a couple times now, and and I liked it the way where you, you were you know accidentally beeped your car horn, and then she I can't came get to, to the. I can't get them to believe me on that though. I did yeah, it one time, and they and they believed you. me. I think, but every other time they've not believed me. But why do so they? I don't. I don't think I can get them to believe me. It only works if they believe me. No, I don't agree with that. I mean, you know, you're up there telling a joke like people are yeah, with you. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm selling it shitty then. Well, I just like it when you said it the other way with the party, 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 and then you hid the yeah, pro you okay. hid the fetish thing to the end. She had a money fetish. Like that's the punchline instead of bringing it out. Early. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna try it a few more times to yeah, see if I can get the wording a little better on it. But yeah. uh, other it. other yeah. comments? Is that it? Do you have any questions for us since we still have some time left? Is there uh, anything you want to ask specifically? What's the Muni Radio Venmo? <laughs> it's just Muni Radio all over again. Uh, thanks, yeah, everybody. Samuel clapped. Jam Carol. <laughs> everybody clapped. Here's for Sam Carol. Yay! 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 Oh, yay! Dwa Mice here. Nothing could make me happier in this moment right now than uh, Dwa My coming. Yay! In not in a, not in a gross sexual way, <laughs> like in like he's here. Yay! All right, your next. Oh yeah, you can go there if you want. Uh, your next comedian. He uh, had a really really great funny show during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival where he was being Jerry Seinfeld. It was a uh, comedian's comedian. You can listen to that uh, podcast. It was really good. Mike Nordstrom did this Andrew Dice Clay thing that was I was crying. Anyways, he's going to make you laugh right now. Everybody put your hands together for Casey Koenig. All right. going to try not to touch the mic as much as possible. Uh, coronavirus, everybody's like, oh, you got to be careful. I don't care. I really don't care. 
I actually I do care a little bit. A friend of mine, uh, uh, he's Asian, and uh, he uh, he texted me the other day. He was just like, "Hey man, can you host for me uh, tomorrow?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." He goes, "Oh, thanks. I'm just uh, just feeling really sick right now." And I was like, <laughs> "Like Theraflu sick or like IV sick?" <laughs> he's like, "What is that supposed to mean?" And I was just like, "Are you Japanese or Chinese? I forget." Like. That's a really important distinction to me right now. And it turns out uh, he's dead, so <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, I, uh, I don't really have uh, I'm in a relationship right now, which is nice. I like that, uh, mostly because that means I'm not single. And being not single is awesome. <laughs> I, uh, I fucking sucked at dating. Um, it was one time uh, I took a girl. Uh, well, not even took a girl. I, I, uh, I got an apartment for the first time in my life. I was like, yeah, the studio, whatever. Apartment. <laughs> and uh, I, um, I invited her over, and I was just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to like buy, I'm going to go to Whole Foods, and I'm going to buy like pasta, and I'm going to buy like caprese salad type stuff, like mozzarella and tomatoes and arugula, and I'm going to make this girl a fucking dinner, and she's going to love it, and then my bedroom is going to be right there. And then I get all the stuff, I invite her over, and I completely forget how to make a salad. Um, <laughs> I, I rinsed all like the arugula, and then uh, because it was a new place, I didn't have the utensils, you know, the thing that you spin your lettuce in in order to dry it off. I didn't have that thing. So instead, I was like, oh, I guess I'll just throw it in this saucepan, turn up the heat, and that'll, that'll dry up the water on this salad. And while I'm at it, I might as well throw in that fucking caprese in there. I'm going to put in that cheese and then I'm going to put in the I'm going to put in the cherry tomatoes and it turned into this awful Italian soup and I turned around and she was gone. <laughs> it was a good good lonely time. Um I don't have a lot of advice about dating. Um the only thing that I think is I, I found out that's ever worked for me is I, I just noticed that um you know if a girl likes me, she basically just wants a nicer version of her dad. That has been my experience. Um, this one time I, uh, I took a girl out uh, to the movies, and we didn't know what we wanted to watch, so we looked at the marquee, and uh, what was playing at the time, uh, she just points at it, and she goes, hey, I want to watch that movie Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. And that movie has uh, not one, but two rape scenes in it, and... Uh, I, I was just at that point in my life, like where I wasn't really mature enough to be like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Like, <laughs> I just was like, uh, I, I'm 19, and I think anything that you say, I, I, I just have to agree with, or you won't want to see my penis later. So, <laughs> I I went along with it despite knowing it. And we we're sitting in the theater, and we we're hanging out, and it's going good, eating popcorn, and it starts to happen, the scene. And putting your arm around a girl is a pretty solid move, but you know what's even better? Covering her eyes like a child, <laughs> that was really, I nailed it on that one. She, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. The second rape scene, I was just like, do you want to get some ice cream instead? Like, do <laughs> you want to just get out of here? And uh, it worked out. Um, it, uh, yeah, she, uh, uh, she did cool stuff to my body afterwards. So it, it, it didn't, uh, yeah, it's just, didn't, it didn't hold me back. Um, I also think that, um, <laughs> Um, I wish I had a nicer version of my mom. Like, that's what I, all I wanted when I was a kid, honestly. Like, my mom is an Asian immigrant, and whatever stereotype you're 
it's in your head. That's what it is. It's tiger mom will get to why are you not doctor yet type mom. And um, which is amazing because it's just like, you grew up on a dirt floor, lady. Like, why are you giving me shit? Um, <laughs> but um, I remember just being like a kid and just like wanting, like, just like, I, I didn't know why, but I would just always pray for white girls. I was just like, please, God, <laughs> please, one day, please. Let, let let me hook up with a white girl. <laughs> Please send me an angel. Just a just a girl with big boobs and a bigger heart. Just <laughs> please. Just a, an angel that will let me do just really awful things <laughs> just because she likes me. That would be really, really awesome. And um uh you know, if you pray for things, it it, it works out for you. Um <laughs> God can answer prayers. Um he um he hears everyone. Um, that's not the truth. Uh, the uh, that's all I really wanted to work on. Uh, thanks for sticking with it, and uh, I'm looking forward to your feedback. Thanks. Casey Koenig, yay, yay! Talking about his dating life. That arugula thing didn't sound too bad, actually. Oh yeah, you would have hooked up well, with me wilted, anyway. Well, wil- because wil- wilted arugula is very tasty. Oh it's, okay. You can wilt it; it's fine. And then with the melted cheese and <laughs> it tomatoes, also I yeah, it sounds sound terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I would have like sautéing on the pan. I could hear it sautéing <laughs> while you were talking about it. Good uh, description. Thanks. Um, but when you were saying Caprice, I just thought at first you were saying Capri Sun. Oh. I think it's okay. just a me thing. I just I'm giving you that maybe you can do something. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but um, and then oh oh for the uh rape scene the not one but two rape scenes yeah a way you could do that in less words would just be there were rape scenes <laughs> scenes i don't know oh uh, yeah like yeah not th- just like rape plural scene. not singular yeah. Yeah. right right yeah oh and when you were uh describing what you were doing for the hand covering mm-hmm. like you you did just the normal like this yeah but there's a way to like Wrap your arm around someone and then just keep going. Oh, like okay. That. Just keep one hand and just like, and then you're kind of like strangling her, so it's a little bit like tension. Yeah, I might <laughs> <even> <laughs> <laughs> Don't strangle her. Just cover her eyes, <laughs> because women shouldn't see that shit. Mm, it's no, they shouldn't. Only, only men are tough enough for That's that. <laughs> <laughs> only men are tough enough yeah. to be raped. That's yeah. That's what you. <laughs> um. Okay. Yes, I understand. Um, okay. But that's a cool mime idea. Yeah. Just keep the one. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. That's all I got. Thanks, Sam. Anybody else? Any suggestions? How, like, how in you wanted a nicer version of your mom, and like mm-hmm. Asian moms are too strict. I think it would be good if you had like an example of like you saw this like white mom say like the nicest thing to their kid, and that's where your fantasies have stemmed from. If yes. you can come up with some good act outs there. Yeah, or Thank like um, she always has snacks in her purse or something like Cheez-Its or Or maybe that's goldfish. where I can use Capri Sun. Yeah. Cheez-Its, Capri Sun. Gold, goldfish. Yeah, like oh things like that. Oh, my God. Like those that. are awesome. I got apples gum- for dinner. Like yeah. that's, or no, that was dessert. Apples. Like fruit Sliced by the Sliced apples. Foot. Thanks, Mom. Fruit by the foot. All those weird kid things. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. And and it is that is this I wrote down that's the sweetest rape joke like <laughs> everyone has to have one in their arsenal and yours is like really nice so yeah it actually it's isn't. like a really positive sweet rape joke <laughs> so I appreciate that 
Yeah. All right. Good thanks stuff. a lot, everybody. everybody Casey Kane. Yeah. Yay. All right. That's how the joke workshop works. So before we do the next person, I want to sing my new joke because it's a song and I can sing it from back here and, and I really like it and I've been practicing it all day. It goes like this. <laughs> uh, ride the bus and touch your face. Touch your face. We're going to a crowded place. A crowded place. There's no need to wash your hands. Wash your hands. Coronavirus is a scam. It's all a scam. Ma -ma -ma my Corona. Okay, nobody's like... I did this for someone at a bar, and they lost their shit today. Like, my, my buddy Cassie, she was like, oh, that's amazing. I'm like, okay, well, she's a real person. I'm very proud of my song, and I have to keep working it because I keep forgetting it. All right, so um, we skipped down the list because no one signed up third or fourth. So your next comedian, uh, what a funny guy he is. Clap your hands wildly for Pancake. I was uh, reaching in my bag to try to find more than this. That was a that was a ten dollar bill into the old bucket. Uh, so there's uh something going around. Um, I brought my I brought my book up here. Uh, I'll be referring to the good text while I'm up here, but uh, there's something going around. So I'm gonna put. A muff on the mic for those listeners at home. Um, I'd like to begin with a small ceremony, if I could, just to bless the stage. Oh, O'Reilly. Okay, auto parts, that's right. Um, you're sufficiently indoctrinated. The rest of these might hit, might not. I should be wearing a tie right now, but I like to get dressed up a lot to see the Joker. And it's funny, because <laughs> they made a movie just about me. <laughs> and... Uh, Sometimes I, well, first off, um, this one's for the men <laughs> listening out there. You ever walk down the street and you're like, oh, wee, she's probably been looked at too much. No? Uh, just me? I'm the only one looking out for them? Because they seem to look like they've all been looked at too much. Not just by me, but by everyone. Have you ever heard of the male gaze? Oh, this one usually does better. <laughs> uh, sometimes I'll wake up in the morning and I'll look up for my phone and out of the corner of my eye, I'll spot a ghostly apparition. Well, pay it no mind, it's just me in a mirror. 
Uh, I've, I've realized now that the longer my hair gets, <laughs> the more it seems like I want to hurt people. <laughs> but that's not really my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm growing it out to donate. I'm a protagonist in somebody's story. I'm not even the main character in my own Truman show. That goes to Dewat Mai. Uh, but at this point in my set, you may be wondering who my father is. Well, he's my dad. I was one of those kids on Maury. But really, who is my father? Essentially, at his core, well, he bought me a Fushigi for Christmas. And that may not sound like a lot of responsibility, like a Tamagotchi or a Hitachi or this or that. But I had a nice tag for that, and I have forgotten it. And that's okay. Honka, honka. Uh, I'm a precog. Um, I don't know if you guys know what a... I could tell that you didn't know. Uh, I'll tell you it's hurt my mouth, guys. Anyone from uh, California originally? Oh, I thought I was the last one. Uh, anyone from out of state? All right, all right. Who thinks they're here to visit? Who here thinks they're here to stay? Uh, who has a NorCal tattoo? I'm Pancake. Thank you. Pancake! Hooray! Hooray for Pancake. What's a Fushiki? Oh, that's what it was. I know what a Tomagachi is, and I know what a Hitachi is, but David I don't know what a Fushiki is. David Bowie was a big fan of Fushiki. You ever seen Labyrinth? Yeah. He, he practices Fushigi all throughout that movie. What is it in the movie? It, the, the ball that he juggles. Oh. Okay. From her, there was an infomercial for learning uh, how to manipulate a, a, a sphere in your hands okay. to make it look like it's floating. And that's what Fushigi is. Yeah. Okay. Some people get it. Some people don't. Yeah, that's, I was. I that's was okay. I've heard it a couple times, and I'm like, I know. I would just figured it was a fancy tamagotchi, <laughs> because I was like, oh, is he keeping it alive? I don't. I didn't. I didn't know. Um, I don't know if you always say it, but just to bless the stage was, it's great, <laughs> really funny. Um, I feel like there's a point where you can. There was the the thing about the ghost. Oh, this before. Okay, I'll talk about the ghost and I'll go backwards. Describe the ghost that you see that's yourself before you say it's you. Like, give us like three descriptors, like something funny. Like maybe it's a hairy ghost, and you're like, I didn't know, or whatever. Just pick three words and be like, oh, it was it was me, because it'll I think that'll give you like an extra like laugh. And then oh, I remember. Okay, so at the looked at too much stuff. I would slow down and like leave a space, like just take a beat before you, because you have a couple punchlines in there that are like, she's been 
looked at too much. And that that's like, because you don't expect you to say that. And when you do, so try to break up that sentence and give us a second to give, let us think what we think you're going to say. And then when you say something different, then we laugh. Right. Does that make sense? Because yeah. it is funny, mm -hmm. but you just have to, it's just the timing of it. I've, do you have stuff? I've been rushing a lot. Um, I only really have one thing, and I said at the beginning, you go, oh, if you do it for longer, it's funny. But I know you only have four minutes. Mm -hmm. But if you just did that for like a minute, <laughs> and then you broke it with O'Reilly's, I just think that would like kill. Oh, man. And especially you can like sort of walk around like you were, but really walk around like you're actually sort of blessing the space yeah, like some yeah, weird yeah. hippie and weirdo. Because it, it's the bomb. It's like, or the thing you move around in the bowl, the stick in the bowl thing. And here's what I'm saying that is because, Pam, you remember Lee Cox at the El Rio show? He did this. Oh. And then there was something word, and I don't even remember what word, but it was the funniest part of his set. And it fucking killed, and he was a really funny guy, too. Um, not to plug him in your joke. <laughs> But yeah, um, you can, and then you can sort of, because you know how when they bless the space, all those hippie weirdos, they like get the sage and fucking, you can kind of, yeah, you can kind of like dance around a little bit. And oh yeah, yeah, definitely. If you ever, you're always allowed to smoke joints in here. Yeah, I like your opener, man. Thank I think you. it's really cool. Uh, and I, I think it does a good job of setting your tone, uh, setting the tone for your act. Um, because, um, and I mean this, that's a compliment. But like a lot of what I enjoy about what you do is that you're really taking me into a point of view that I, I normally don't exist in. Like it's like we're going to go enter the dis you know, this <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be going into like your point of view, right? Like how you see the world. So I, I think that's like definitely keep that opener. Um and I think in a lot of ways, um you're the the only I I wouldn't I don't have any suggestions for jokes. The only thing I have is just like I remember once I saw you, I think it was the day after Christmas at Delirium, and you had like a magnificent set. And I think I think the reason why you resonated that day was because you legitimately just felt like it, it looked like you were really just enjoying being silly on stage. And it had this kind of weird like liberty to it. And I think that um sometimes you your voice can uh, like quiver. And like I know that's a very difficult thing to like kind of like over uh, you know like fix. I I stutter all mm. like like right now. I and fake it. <laughs> oh, you fake it really? Yeah. Well, I just think that for whatever reason I like it would make the audience feel more comfortable if they knew that like you're doing this like you're purposefully like bringing us into this like weird space in this like fun silly space. And there's something about like. I remember once I heard this thing that it's like 80% of communication is mostly like body language. It's not even the words that, like most of the time people just pick up on your vibe. And so I know it's a hard thing, but like that's the only suggestion I would have is just like try to get yourself to a place where it's just like, I'm just gonna have fucking fun up here. This is just the play. And I think that especially you just, I mean your name is Pancake. Like how could it not <laughs> be fun, right? Like so that's my main suggestion. And it's great, I love your opener. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Clap wildly. It's Pancake. Oh, all right. Your next comedian, he has a great show here at Mutiny Radio on Sundays from 2 to 4 called No Fun.
watch a full-length movie on YouTube with your next comedian, Mike Spiegelman. Someone left their Bill Hicks book here. Oh, you did? I know, and I'm going to do half the jokes. You basically uh, just change everything to cell phone, and then no one knows you've been ripping off Bill Hicks for the last four or five years. Am I right with that Jay Leno? I bet he died before his jokes. His jokes didn't age well sometimes. Hi, my name is Mike Spiegelman. I'm talking shop as my uh, opening. I'll even go further. A lot of comics won't shake my hands anymore. They just they knuckle bump. And I say, are we not shaking hands because of the coronavirus? And they say, no, we never respected you as a comedian. <laughs> not worth our effort. I uh, had very pacifist parents, and I had a compromise growing up. They let me play paintball, but I was only allowed to paint murals with the paint, so I wasn't actually allowed to shoot it. So a picture of my friends dying. War is bad. And when we play laser tag, I got to be scorekeeper. I got to say four to three lo uh, loss of lives. I love a pacifist parent growing up. Uh, I never understood lasers. When do they stop? Like, when do lasers stop? If I shoot a laser at you, if it's at the speed of the light, do you see it? Never understood that. Never bothered to write a joke about it. I interviewed at uh, Salesforce today, the CEO, and the recruiter just looked at me. What are you even doing in this office? How are you qualified to be president of Salesforce? Oh, I said, oh, I, I'm a dead ringer. Everyone I know, they always call me boss. Hey, boss. What's up, boss? 250, boss. Huh? Nobody says buddy anymore. I have to be condescend as boss. And uh, it's, it's getting really bad. My boss even calls me boss. He's like, hey, morning, boss. Fucker. I don't like that either. I, uh... I miss entertaining. You know what? It used to be like a fun house was a, a day's entertainment, right? You walk into a house and the floor moves. Holy shit, I'm so glad I paid $15 for that. I'm having fun. I wrote a bunch of stuff I want to try out. I have some old stuff. I like, uh, guys ever been to Playland on the Beach? Or I would love to be in Playland on the Beach. You know in San Francisco, there used to be a play amusement park and a bathhouse. There's a roller coaster and the bathhouse, and the best part of it is that you can see all the naked bodies when you're up. You're like, wee! And then you go down the hill. I shouldn't write jokes about this neighborhood, huh? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, it's because this, this neighborhood has the best taquerias. My favorite taqueria is right down the street, Jack in a Box. You know it? I went in there, I said, God, I'm a monster taco. And they said, we're out. I said, well, give me something comparable. And he kicked me in my stomach. Shit, nobody's business. You know, uh, uh, oh, you know, I, 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 I got into an argument and I said, I kind of just said my mind, which is not really appropriate. And this woman goes, God, Mike, you know, that language makes baby Jesus cry. And I was really kind of upset and I said, you know what? Fucking baby. I mean, a loud noise makes baby Jesus cry. I don't need to. I am uh, Jewish, uh, as you can tell from the Jufro. Some people don't uh, see the Jufro, and they're like, are you Italian? I'm Jewish. Are you Greek? No, if I was Greek, my hair would be on my back. 
I went in, uh, and then people are always like, uh, hey, Mike, Merry Christmas. And I'm always like, yeah, no. And they're like, oh, you can see the wheels spinning. They're like, oh, happy Hanukkah. They're not the same. They're just really not the same. I don't go up to somebody and say, hey, Shabbat Shalom. Like, I don't understand. I'm not Jewish. Oh, well, uh, TGI Friday. Go Fuller House. That truly is a Fuller House for me to watch. Thanks, Pam. One more. I just want to try. So I, I wrote down all my jokes, and some of them I like. Some of them I avoid like nobody's business. Like these nacho jokes. You know, before I go, this is a great space. This is one of the few places in San Francisco that doesn't double as a sex club, and I appreciate that, Pam. <laughs> I worked at a, a, a spot in the early thousands uh, called Spanganga, and the only way the guy could make money was to have these orgies. And I, w I worked it. You know, I didn't do anything explicit. I just would walk around and photograph people climaxing and then try to sell them the picture when they're leaving. You want a photo plate. And then people will be like, hey, I lost a dildo. And I'm like, huh. You remember the last place you put it? All right, well, that's been, I should have stopped in two minutes ago. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Thank you. Yeah. Yay. Strong finish from Mike Spiegelman. That from TGI Friday on. That was really, really great. I, all I have is like smiley fit. The Jack in the Box joke is really great. The TGI Friday, that whole thing at the end with the sex club. Yeah, should we make, I mean, Mutiny, that's why I originally painted the window is so that we could like film porn here or something. Uh, other comments for Mike Spiegelman? Yeah, I can, yeah. well, I can use the nest or I can use, I can oh, do right. anything. Yeah, yeah. sure. I thought orgy joke was funny. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I was actually, I thought you were going to go into like a lost and found situation or dilemma. Like, like. You can like you can collect everything, but nobody wants it back. Yeah, that's great. I <laughs> yeah. like that better. Yeah. I have a, ba a box at the end of the day. Uh, I had I had all positive oh. things. What did I put at the beginning? I was just thinking when you were talking. Is it my up right now? You're good. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was just thinking when you were talking about I was doing Bill Hicks jokes in the yeah. beginning. Um, there's. Like, there's cover bands for musicians, but there's no cover bands for comics. Like, there's no cover comics. I don't have anything else to say except that, but I don't know. Well, you haven't seen Dwight Sack, that's probably. Thing he rips off comics. I'm done. Am I? Thing? My, my, there's, a thing there's a thing called jokey that they do. There's jokey -okey. And uh, you, they, you do, it's like karaoke, but you do other people's jokes. So you can do, like, it's they give you the, yeah, they give you, like, Sarah Silverman's jokes. Oh, there's Swat. I just, he said maybe someone should cover comedians' jokes, and I said, Dwight does that already. <laughs> Any other comments for Mike Spiegelman? He had a good set, funny stuff. Yeah, you missed Lasers. How the fuck do they work? Clap your hands together, everybody. <laughs> it's Mike Spiegelman. The, the funny thing is, like, I would totally, like, do weird sex stuff here, but I can't sell anything. I'd be like, oh, just free sex. Like, I don't know. I'm a socialist. I'm like, I don't know how to sell anything. So it would be, and I don't know how the YouTube page works either. All, I, I, all right. Uh, your next comedian. Oh, uh, this is her first time here. I'm super excited uh, that she's joining us. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kelsey Cooper. Cropper, cropper, sorry.
So I went on a date the other day, and the guy told me that I was really funny for a girl. So I told him I had so much fun for a last date. But I feel like the older that I've gotten, the more dating feels like deal or no deal. I know there's a million dollar box out there somewhere, but there's also a one cent box. And each passing year that goes by, it feels like we're getting closer. Banker keeps calling, are you ready to settle? And you know your married friends are on the side saying, no deal, no deal. They like feel like they get to pretend that they didn't set or that they found the million dollar box. It's like, all right, Steve uh, might get a discounted anthropology, but he's still only an assistant manager. Only need to hear so much from you. I feel like when I was younger, I kind of viewed dating with rose-colored glasses. But as I've gotten older, now I kind of see everything through jade-colored glasses. Um, a cousin of mine recently um, said, oh, my boyfriend dedicated a book to me. And young me would have been like, oh, that's so sweet. And older me is like, what's the book called? Because you know, if it's dedicated to um, you know, Susan, who I can never spend enough time with, and it's a mystery novel, then that's really sweet. But if the book is called Learning the Art of Time Management, then that's just passive aggressive. Or if you have a book that's you know, dedicated to um, Lisa with her unusually large heart, and it's a romance novel, then that's, that's sweet. But if it's you know, a book about dieting, then it's a different story. It's just a sign the fridge is gonna be empty for the foreseeable future. Um, has anyone else been uh, trying to get their taxes together recently? Anyone else feel like it's kind of like playing a weird game of the price is right? Rules are flipped. You can go over, but you can't go under this time. Um, but I do feel like I now finally understand what it's like to be a guy whose girlfriend is mad at them. That they're like, okay, so, so how much do I owe you? And the government is just kind of back like, no, no, I want you to figure out how much it, you owe me. <laughs> And uh, you know, TurboTax is kind of like the girlfriend that pretends they're helping. They're like, give me all of your you know, text messages and social media postings for the last six months. I'll figure it out. But they're also secretly the person that told your girlfriend they should be mad at you in the first place. All right, that's all I've got for today. <laughs> Kelsey Cropper, everyone, yay. Yay and then yay. Is that your first time ever doing comedy? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just, I just, just your first time here. I, well, I've done it one more time here. Oh, okay. But, um, Ooh. Definitely. You look, you look like, um, you're re you look really familiar, like, like you're on, like you're a Disney TV star. Has oh, anyone ever said, there's some Disney actress, I nanny for kids, and you look <laughs> like one of the people that's on like a Disney show. Okay. Anyway. Oh, Is it Lizzie McGuire? That. No, that's, that's yeah. an old one. It's a, it's. It's a newer one. It's you know what it is? It's the dog with the blog. I know exactly what it is. It's a show called Dog with a Blog, and there's the little there's a girl on it, and she's been in other Disney shows too, and she's darling. Okay. And I, you look <laughs> just like her. It's weird. Um, I got lost once you said assistant manager. I was like, where are we in this story? I was All lost. Right. <laughs> well, just so, but it's something. So I was following your joke. I'm like, okay, dating's hard. She's dating a guy. Okay, is he the assistant manager? I just and it. I don't know what happened. I just lost you. Okay. What is what was the crux of that the joke? joke use the like use the microphone. The show, deal or no deal. There you go. In the show Deal or No Deal, you have all these people on the side that are like, no deal, no deal. And like people that are in relationships tend to do that. They're like, no deal, no deal. And 
but their like relationships aren't that great. Like they're not the ones that like held out for the million dollar box. And oh. so then I just tried to use an example and it didn't land and that's so fine. So the example was like, about the oh, your manager. boyfriend just oh. like works, like he's only an assistant manager or whatever. I don't know. Like some, I can play around with examples if I don't cut it all together. Well, so, <laughs> and the, the example you're looking for is something that it's like, Sort of mediocre and shitty. Yeah, you're exactly. For something. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. Now I see where you're going. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd say slow down. Go ahead, Sam. Oh, I was going to say the concept of settling in a relationship is very funny to me. Uh huh. Um, especially if you notice some Everything. flaw about yourself that you see uh, accelerating, like a gray hair or something, and you're like, oh fuck, I guess I got to take that two hundred fifty dollar <laughs> briefcase. I love that. Like, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I liked all your jokes that were um, uh, about like kind of the um, the transactional value in relationships. Uh, it got I, I totally totally get that. Um, I like the um, your your last joke. I think it was where you were talking about um, doing your taxes and how it's kind of like you're making an analogy to like how it might be like being in a relationship. Uh-huh. Uh I think that um, this is just like a structured thing. You mentioned the price is right first. Right, it would go like I think you said the premise, and then you went prices right, and then you did like the analogy to the uh-huh. girlfriend. And I think if you just cut the prices right part and go straight to the analogy, it still makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you, I guess maybe there is a way to set it up and like mention the prices right thing before the premise. But uh-huh. that was my only suggestion, just because I was like, oh, I think that would punch harder. Like uh-huh. the, the the joke would just hit harder if you cut the prices right part. Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I would say slow down, but one of the things that's really great about you is you're really still and grounded. You don't like sway back and forth. You're not like pacing or walking or doing any weird bouncing or anything like that. Uh-huh. You're just really still, and that's <laughs> that's really good. Okay. Um, and I like that whole passive-aggressive girlfriend angle on that also. All right, thank you. Hey, everybody, clap your hands together. It's Kelsey Cropper. Moving right along, we have another new person to the room. Make them feel welcome. Put your hands together for Mike Gramillion. All right. Uh, yeah, thank you. And uh, this actually is my first time here. Um, um, and yeah, no, great great jokes, everybody. Sorry I haven't been able to give you any feedback. It's like my first time, so I'm kind of like thinking about it, like kind of stressed out a little bit. Um, you know, I think this is a this is a great thing about being in like your late 20s, early early 30s, is it gives you more of a license to kind of gripe and be generally negative about life, right? And so that's that's kind of what I'm here here for. Uh, a little bit of griping for you. Um, I'm glad uh, Kelsey kind of set the stage here. Um, something that you know really gets me right now is committed relationships. Uh, you know, as I've gone through life, I've, I've tried to uh, purge myself of those people who are in happy, committed relationships, um, mostly because their uh, continued happiness brings me deep internal pain. Um, but one, one thing that's been getting my goat recently, uh, people still say get, getting my goat uh, and turning into my dad, um, but people who will use the phrase, you know, my significant other is my partner in crime. Um, I saw this just yesterday on uh, on Instagram, right? And I think we all know the exact type of person who says that. Um, there's a very clear type of basic white girl. Sorry to stereotype, um, 
But you know, the person who writes that uh, is a person who has never in their life done a serious crime. I mean, best case scenario, 20 years from now, this person is maybe gonna have an opioid addiction, uh, maybe they're paying for their children's test scores, but really that's the highest that person's gonna get. Um, I think maybe, you know, maybe the real issue here is that my standards are too high. You know, but I, I feel like if you're gonna say that, you need some sort of real crime. Um, you know, this is a sort of Instagram post that I wanna see. I wanna see someone say, happy birthday, Dave. Uh, remember that time you robbed a 7-Eleven with a pocket knife, and then I had to perjure myself in court as your alibi. Uh, it's been a great three years, hashtag love you. Um, or, you know, remember the time that you and I posed as insurance agents when we went to that retirement home and uh, came away with five grand from all those people who didn't know what was going on. You know, and I can get behind that. Um, you know, you really own the whole partner in crime thing. So, you know, now I'm faced with this dilemma on social media. Um, do I comment and risk being marked as an asshole? I mean, I guess, you know, not risk. <laughs> you make a comment like that, you're the asshole. Um, but I guess what I, what I want to say is something like, you know, Kayla, you know, someone writes like, you know, happy birthday to my partner in crime. And I want to write, write uh, you know, Kayla, really the only crime you're committing here is flooding my timeline with these horrible take me back posts where you think your, th your thighs look skinnier than normal. And that's it. Thank you, everybody. Hey. <laughs> Yay, Mike Vermillion. Your name is hella cool. Thank you. Yeah, did I pronounce it right, Grimillion? That is 100% correct. I'm so happy that I pronounced it right. Um, you, you have a lot. There's a lot of good stuff in there. There's a lot of, like, buried, buried gems. And um, you just have to cut all the other stuff. So, like, um, the whole thing about you hate, you can just start with, like, ugh, people in committed relationships. I hate them. Because, and the I funny do, part yeah. was I wrote down the funny line. The funny line is, uh, because their happiness brings me deep internal pain. <laughs> so like it's got to be like set it up something about committed relationships another line in between and then because their happiness brings me deep internal pain yeah. and then you can go straight into and it but when they call their partner in crime and then all that stuff is that that they've never commu committed a serious crime that's yes. funny Thank um you. and uh the, uh, the real, and then the, with the real crimes. I think that you can make a real crime like m more inflated. Like you mm. can, because you're already telling a story. So sure, you sure. can just make it like absurd. Okay. Maybe a crime or, um, but the, your ideas are all good. You just have to like go through your script and just like cut everything. And I don't know if cut you had it all plot. written down, but write it down exactly how you want to say it. Okay. And then go through it and cut out every unnecessary word, and then read it again and see if it still makes sense. And mm. it, because then you're, because but you're starting out, so that's good. So you're talking around things, and you kind of have sure. to do that yeah. to find things like their happiness brings me deep <laughs> internal pain. Yeah, I already knew that from the beginning. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So yeah. No. I, thank you. Cut, yeah, it, just cut it down. Focus it. Truncate. Only say the funny stuff. <laughs> Get right. rid of the rambling. Yeah. Truncate. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, if you if you haven't written it all out yet. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. But there's funny stuff in there. That's good. Thank other you. other Thank comments? You. Uh, I totally agree with Pam. I think that you have some funny ideas, but you just kind of have to like cut the fat off of it. Yeah, I I yeah. thought that the examples you came up with were pretty funny with them, like uh, like robbing the old people and stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I just think, yeah, you kind of have to like, you know, record the set, see where people laugh, and kind of like get to that faster. And uh, and also, you definitely don't have to apologize for stereotyping because uh, we're all doing that in here. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry guys, <laughs> I was looking directly at uh, Kelsey there. That, yeah, that, no, that I, wasn't really a part of anything. Yeah. No, it's always good to be unapologetic on stage and then wait till after to be like, I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked uh, the joke about social media. Like, the line specifically, do I risk being marked as an asshole? Yeah. Um, which I was just like, oh, I can totally relate to that. Where, just, can you take me through that part again? Like, like what, what led you to that um, question? Yeah, it's like, do I make kind of a, a mean comment calling them out for saying partner in crime saying how unrealistic it is. yeah you know? so basically you're yeah it's like do i let this slide like it's yeah, almost like so being do a I call sheriff people out on their shit like him yeah or do i mean it's like you know whatever social media right right yeah i think that that to me that was just like oh i relate to that part the hardest yeah, and i would be yeah. interested to know how you could experiment with that idea okay. um Other comment? I have one stupid one. When you're talking about like how far up the crime ladder like these white girls will go, mm -hmm. like uh, it's just heroin, and at one point you say like that's the highest they'll get. Yeah. Maybe just like play with that, like uh, you know, like the highest these girls will get in crime is just being being high on opiates. <laughs> like I said, that's all the. Yeah. the it, it's yeah. a great high. Uh -huh. It's a great high, but fuck them. Like, so like kind of that. playing off. The highest is getting yeah. high. And yeah. also it's kind of like partner in crime is such an overused thing with girls. Yeah. That like I love how that's the thing that sets you off because <laughs> there's probably a lot more reasonable things that piss you off, but just sure. something that small like got angry about it or something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks, man. Other comments? Clap your hands together, everybody. Microbillion! All right, moving right along. Your next comedian, one of my favorite guys on the scene. Clap your hands together for Dwat Mai. Thank you, thank you. I was uh, driving over here and I saw this uh, this little toddler. She ran out of the house and she ran down the block and there was uh, with no parents following her. So I thought I gotta protect her, you know, make sure nobody kidnaps her, like kind of follow her, you know, make sure she's safe. So I'm driving like real slow and uh, like everywhere she goes, I go and. I realized I look like the kidnapper. You know, somebody might harm me. I don't know. That's me telling a story. Anyways, <laughs> enough of stories. Um, I was thinking about, uh, you know how, I, th I think we should bring back feet binding, Chinese feet binding. Let's bring it back. <laughs> Let's do it, you know. And then for, for the girls and the boys, you know, and then bind their teeth, give them braces, you know. Why not? And then, and then ground them. You know, and then chain them to the radiator, you know, and then uh, <laughs> and make them meditate. You're not going anywhere, even in your head. You're not going anywhere. Anyways, uh, that, that was all right, right? Anyways, oh, uh, man, I found some weed today. That was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it was just scattered. Somebody dropped a whole bunch of weed, and I... I was like a bird, and I, now I'm high. <laughs> hey, I think all 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 uh, Supreme Court justices do is just say yes or no, right? I can do that. Uh, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, hang on. 
What'd you say? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Let's go and drink. You know, you know when you're in a bathroom stall, you're afraid of people looking at your shoes, right? If you were a basketball player, <laughs> right? Everybody knows that, right? But if you were a basketball player, you would have something else to worry about, right? Your shoes, and then when you flush the toilet and stand up, everybody sees your face. You know? Like, Yao Ming! You wash your hands and then shine my balls. <laughs> okay. That's, that joke started all right. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a play-by-play -play of what I'm doing. Anyways, hey, you know how people get their heads chopped off? I was thinking if uh, that was me, I would like to be placed face up because I don't like surprises. I'm like, excuse me, uh, if you put me face up, I will attempt to break the record for most blinks after beheadment. I believe it is 30. Help me. I think, uh, I think, you ever seen like, Gymnast, right? You know how they're short, right? I want to see a tall one, like a real tall one, you know? So tall that they're on the balance beam and then they fall, and right before their crotch hits the beam, uh, they land on their feet. I'm like, safe! You're safe! You're disqualified, but you're safe! I, s I was looking for a tall homeless guy the other day. I found none. No tall homeless people. I mean, that's how good life is for tall people. You're too tall to hit rock bottom. Like, there's always going to be somebody willing to let you sleep on the couch in exchange for just standing next to you. I love you. <laughs> you want some drugs? You're going to be with me forever. I'm keeping him or her, whatever your preference is. Anyways, I, I walked by a store today. I saw a sign that said, no, we now accept EBT. And I thought, uh, I don't like that sign because what they're saying is we don't want poor people in here, but since times are tough for us, don't you come on in. We now accept you. Come on. Water under the bridge. Come on in. It's raining. It's going to rain. Come on. Come in. We need your money. Right. You know how people are, uh, they don't like uh, food stamps or EBT? What if you bought a bunch of food with EBT and food stamps and then uh, you made a big dinner, you know, and then you all invite all the people who don't like it over and they eat and uh, they fill themselves, you know. Then you make an announcement. It's bought to you by the government. Uh, anyways, uh, thanks for listening to my joke. I, I ran out. Uh, thank you for all the years of eight, teen? No, that's 16. What am I doing? Anyways, thank you. Dwight my everyone, with a bunch of new jokes. Yay. Uh, I, I like your feet binding idea, but I feel like before you go into the whole braces and all the other radiator stuff, that you need to say one line about why we should bring back feet binding. Oh. Like just one, because some people don't even really know what it is. Yeah. So like, and then you go men or women, or men, women or men, but mm -hmm. just like one little thing about okay. why feet binding is great. I mean, you get, you get to be carried around on like a little thing. Mm -hmm. You can't ever walk, so you constantly have to be <laughs> carried. I guess that's good. Um, and then, what is, I don't know what that means. If anyone wants to talk, they can. Oh, I loved all the tall, the tall gymnast thing was great. And um, the tall people jokes and the EBT stuff, because I, I really, I relate to that. So I was <laughs> 
Oh, thanks. Yeah, the EBT stuff, like, it's just like, fine, I guess. <laughs> Our books are bad. We'll let you in. The government's going to subsidize it. Fuck it. <laughs> We're going to have to kick a lot more people out, but whatever. And the feet binding. Uh, one good thing about feet binding, if you have a foot fetish and you like a good old-fashioned foot job, someone who's been binding their, a culture that's been binding their feet for millennia will just make your cock look better, bigger by comparison. <laughs> Thanks. Um, just so everybody knows, whenever I make my, my uh, weed food here, uh, Uncle Sam pays for that for sure. Oh, yeah. All the <laughs> stuff I bake, I'm on food stamps. Anyone who's ever eaten one of my weed treats, that's totally subsidized by the government. <laughs> David. I like uh, I like the feet binding joke too. I think oh, it's a super funny premise. I think uh, so when you get into like the braces and the radiator, I think you could really play off like those like like because everyone knows like braces are an acceptable thing. So you could yeah. be like, oh, like there's plenty like of you know acceptable forms of binding like braces and tying them to the radiator. You know, like maybe that isn't the last line, but just like something like fucked up after yeah. something that actually is acceptable. Yeah. I don't know. Just a thought, but it's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> I really like the joke where you start off talking about people's shoes. You're going to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of like basketball players and stuff, right? Because, yeah, yeah. like, I think everyone has that thing when you go in the bathroom, you just, like, look at people's shoes and think about who it is and why they wear that type of shoe, right? Yeah. And then, like, they, the tall person looking over at the basketball player thing, like, I, I kind of felt that personally because I'm tall enough yeah. where sometimes I can see another person. And I work with other tall people. Yeah. And, like, you always want to, like, avoid eye contact. Because uh. if you contact someone going in and out of a stall, it's like the worst thing ever. Okay. Like, I don't know if that helps you at all. Cause, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, no, no, and then no. I feel like maybe there's a connection between like that and your other joke about just how you never see any you know, short homeless, tall homeless yeah, people. Yeah. Usually I put them together, but since that joke didn't work, I abandoned it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like you know, there's, there's something there then. It was like as a borderline tall person myself, yeah. I appreciated it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Clap your hands together, everybody. Thank Quad Mai! Yay, Quad Mai! Yay! I just have to keep saying it so that I don't forget it. All right, your next comedian. He's a he's he's a funny dude. Uh, we had a I had a we we hung out last night and it was really fun and we were sitting at the punchline and we had snacks and we ate candy and then we none of us none of my friends got up. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody. It's Billy Sullivan. Whoa, how you doing, friends? I'll move this away. I'm gonna practice on being grounded. Yeah, and I just ate a big old burrito, so I feel extra grounded. Like, gravity is literally pulling me harder to the earth because I'm actually fatter from that thing. Um, no, I understand um, this jacket is pretty is a pretty big thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I bought it, and then um, it was an impulse buy. I saw it, you know. If anyone's listening on the radio, it's a flamboyant. Pepsi logo Adidas tracksuit jacket, and it's sick, huh? It's sick. Yeah, I had to get it. But I was, I was, uh, I was running through the tenderloin to catch my bus, and I was like, you know, prancing along, all uncoordinated, how I do, you know. 
And a drug dealer was like, hey, man, you need weed? I was like, no, I got some, man. He's like, all right, never grow old, Peter Pan. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got the fluffy hair. You know, like I'm about to take on Hook. Um, no, how about, uh, how about that cruise ship that's docked? Or it's still parked outside of the bay, right? Oh, okay. Well, Matt, you, the thing about that cruise ship, guys, imagine. Imagine the amount of freaky last day on earth sex that's been going on on that fucking cruise ship. Like, I kind of fucking like the idea of it. It kind of turns me on a little bit. You think uh, fucking they could ferry me out there? I can get in on it? Shit. What's one more lad on there, you know? Fuck. Like, you fucking get on there, and you're like, hey, girl. That guy, uh, he's not doing so hot over there. Yeah, you're you're down. All right. Well, it could be the last day on Earth. I don't need to wear a condom, do I? There we go. I'll work that out somehow. But um, all right. What's another joke? I think uh, I think, swear. I don't know if I stole this. I might have heard it, but um, joke workshop, so I can't get in trouble. I uh, I think we we got a shoegazing movement returning to San Francisco, on account of we got to stare at our shoes so we don't step in the excrement, right? Did somebody else say that shit? I don't know. Okay, well, I'll move on again. Um, I, <laughs> how we doing, new friends? Yeah, good looks, welcome in. Um, yeah, yeah, I love, to, uh, I love to go to different places in the world, speaking of cruise ships, and like learn about the culture and shit. Like I love London, I was in London pretty recently and I was, absolutely hammered in a bar and I had to go into an alleyway and puke and I look up after puking I see a plaque that said Isaac Newton lived here for a year I was like shit I FaceTime my brother and everything it was cool yeah you learned shit oh thank you grand the clown horn it applies when you're clowning um I know uh I know um you know George Washington that guy, the founder himself, he had um, he had actual real people's teeth in there instead of wooden teeth. They never taught us about that because that's as fucking weird as it sounds, right? Like, that's creepy. We have that guy's birthday off. But, like, imagine that guy. Like, <laughs> fucking, he, he beat the British at war. Imagine meeting somebody in the field of battle with, like, different shades of dead people's teeth. Like, ha, 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 surrender or I'll eat your soul. Yeah, pretty wild. And then when the battle was over, the war was won, they were like, shit, we're going to need someone to lead this country. Who's going to do it? And Washington's like, who the fuck do you think? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my God. All right, Washington. All right, guys. That's uh, that's all the time I got. Thanks, friends. Billy Sullivan, everyone. I kind of like you low energy. But yeah. then, because you brought it out, like, usually you're high energy all the time, but you just sort of, like, brought out energy on your act out. So I like that you're, like, you're super chill today, you know? Yeah, but it works. It, it's like a secret weapon. Um, Sam, you can say whatever you want, and then I have a couple things. The cruise ship shit is mad funny. Yeah. I have not heard a lot of uh, cruise jokes. It's yeah. very relevant, especially in San Francisco. But that's funny that, like, because... There are probably some couples on that cruise 
and that's their first vacation, and oh, they've yeah. been dating for like three months, and they're stuck on this fucking thing, and no one's leaving their hotel rooms either. Oh, Everyone's yeah. saying, I saw it on the news, the hallways are empty, no oh. one's leaving that shit. So you just imagine like the oh, fights yeah. and the weird fever. sex yeah. and the new <laughs> new kinky shit that people are getting into, and then realizing they hate it, and then it's like awkward because they're still in the room. They're like, I can't believe we did that. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I love that. And then the Isaac Newton shit is mad funny too, because that's just way too like random to be faked. So it's yeah, completely exactly. believable yeah, when you're saying yeah. that. I just gotta tell. I gotta set it up. Well, I I set it at the bar with Nathan and. No, it's fun. You just told it as a story, and it's a funny yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nice hey. fucking jacket, guy. Hey, thanks, bud. Shit, yeah. Yeah, the jacket is really cool. Um, yeah, about. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Wearing the shirt for it. About the about the cruise ship, and you said you don't have to wear condoms. It made me think. You know, the only people that can afford cruises are sort of old white ladies. You don't have to wear condoms because they're all in menopause. Yeah. None of them are getting pregnant, and you're all going to die anyways from oh the coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter if you get a fucking STD. Yeah, yeah. And Why I mean, they're old. Like, you could just, you could get some just, some, you know, older rich woman. <laughs> you could be like the special. Anyways, that's yeah, what I thought about. Because old rich ladies go on, you. old rich ladies go on cruises. Um, and I would try something different with your teeth thing. I would yeah. ask the audience what kind of teeth George Washington had. I would like ask them, be like, what do we know about George Washington? He chopped down a cherry tree? No. He, and then someone will go, wooden teeth. And you go, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that you can open it up to the he audience. Yeah. You said he didn't have wooden teeth. He had real people. To, but I feel, or. Yeah, I said wooden teeth afterwards. Oh, well, yeah, whatever yeah. way you did it this time, I was like. I wrote down he didn't have wooden teeth, and I wrote, then I was like, or ask the audience, and so I think that would be good. Oh, and this is just, I know you were riffing and whatever, but if you do eat a one-pound burrito, you actually gain a pound. Yeah, shit, Because you true. literally I, gain, because you I'm ate a pound so of food. I'm so tired right <laughs> now, and like, we were degenerates last night. Yeah, <laughs> great time. It was funny. Ireland's 32 late night, Mike. It's always really fun yeah. on a Sunday. You guys should all go after Milk Bar. Don't be losers. Come out and stay out till 2 in the morning. Come mm. on. Any other comments for Billy? I got a I got a comment on the coronavirus joke. I feel like if you're gonna go with the original premise and say like everyone on the boat is fucking like they're all just going at it, maybe like another layer is like you gotta have the coronavirus to get in on the fucking, you know? Because like the people don't have it, they're not gonna be trying to fuck people who like even might have it, you know? Uh, so like you need a ticket out to the cruise like ship, the but you Lord also is where it's going down. Yeah, you, yeah. but you also need to get the <laughs> coronavirus yeah. first, you know? You have to go uh, out of your way to get it, and then you have to get to the cruise ship. Right. So, so he's got to go through Chinatown and, like, pick up all the cigarette butts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And fucking. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> on your way to the cruise, on your way, that's the thing, is you can walk from here through Chinatown to get to the wharf. You just yeah. have to do some, you know, catch the coronavirus on the way. Lick the bus. You know, get on the 30 Stockton and, like, lick all the poles or something. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's like, that's sure like fire. All right. All right. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together. Hey, Billy thanks, Sullivan. Guys. Yay. Yeah, Billy Sullivan. All right. Uh, it looks like everyone here is going to get comments. So um, just so we know what's going on, Jack Ferguson isn't here yet, but we have uh, David Lattimore will be next, and Ian Levy's on deck, and Kelly Evans is in the aisle. Uh, right now, hey, he's visiting us for like six months from Boston, and it's exciting while he's here. Put your hands together for David Lattimore.
All right, guys. Uh, I'm down for a public poop. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm down for it. Some people aren't down for it. I am, you know? My favorite place for a poop locally, TJ Maxx. It's the best. Who doesn't love a poop at TJ Maxx, right? And if you don't love it, it's because you're not doing it right, you know? Because TJ Maxx has just got so much to offer in there. Like, you don't go into TJ Maxx to take a dump and go straight to the bathroom. Rookie move. You know, me first, I go over to home and bathroom, get myself a nice robe. You know, it's TJ Maxx. You don't have to poop in your street clothes. Get comfy. You know what I'm saying? And here's a key one. So you never have to smell your own poop in a TJ Maxx. Why? They have a Yankee candle section. You know what I'm saying? You bring a lighter, that's your world. And here's the other thing. This is a big tip right here. Write this down. You know, you never know how long a poop is going to be, right? Like, I've had ones that last, you know, 20, 30 games of Angry Birds. And uh, I'm pretty good at Angry Birds. So that is, uh, that's a hefty one. And, you know, if you're, on, if you're on the toilet that long, you might get hungry. So TJ Maxx, just head down to the checkout line, get yourself some snacks and candies. I mean, that is a luxury poop on the go, right? Cool, guys. Uh, I was thinking about this the other day. I once, I took the Amtrak from Washington, D.C. to Orlando, Florida. I took the Amtrak halfway across the country. And uh, if you've ever been on the Amtrak, you know it is a nursing home on the rails. <laughs> the Amtrak is literally just a large mobile old people's home. Uh, but I like talking to the oldies, you know? Like I was thinking, I was like, what's my favorite type of oldie? And I think I know it. I like old people who are like eternally positive, but it's just because they're losing their fucking minds. You know what I'm saying? Like I was talking to this one old lady on the train. She was like, I love arts and crafts. And pretty soon, I'm going to meet God. And I was like, I could talk to you all day, Janice. I could. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Um, oh, I gotta, I gotta change up my deodorant. Big, uh, big life goal that I'm coming up to. I decided I'm done with the Axe deodorant. Because Axe deodorant just smells like glorified puberty, right? You know, and now I just, like, I gotta be a man. I gotta go find some deodorant that smells like some kind of wood. You know, like, I was, like, having an existential crisis in Target the other day. I was holding two deodorants. One was cedar wood, and one was sandalwood, and I was like, who have you become? <laughs> like, you've grown up. I don't know. I just feel like that's such, like, a man scent, you know? Like, I feel like my dad smelled like wood just naturally. All right, what else do we got here? Um, I'll do this one, and then I'm, I'm done with my new stuff. I, uh... I think that um, I think that all people have like the same addictive tendencies, but they just play out differently, kind of dependent on your background, how much money you have. Like, have you ever heard an old person, or not an old? Now I'm still thinking about the Amtrak. Have you ever heard a rich person talk about an expensive gym membership, like it was crack cocaine? You're like, you're like, dude, you spend three hundred bucks a month to do Bikram yoga. And they're like, yeah, but I feel so alive. They're like, well, couldn't you just come down a little bit, you know, do normal yoga like most people, save a few bucks? And they're like, once you do Bikram, normal don't feel the same. All right, that's all for me. David Lattimore, everyone. Yay. All right, cool. Good set. Um, Jesus, that is intense. Uh, I was going to say, with the... Uh, uh, deodorant stuff, I think there's, like, a lot of rich material there, for sure, because, like, there really are, like, three options of aromas for men. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, wood, and that's, is that, like, really kind of digging, like, 
you know, fucking, I mean, the complaining about that is something I think about. Um, and then I was going to say, uh, with the, uh, I think using like drug addiction as a parallel for like how people treat exercise, they, there's like a lot you could do there too. You could fucking decide. <laughs> I wanted to hear more for sure on that one. Um, so cool. Yeah. But good stuff, man. Word. Yeah. Um, thanks. Vanilla is a really nice smell for men. For yeah, anyone. I feel I feel like that works for both. Honestly. It does. Yeah. I feel like, like I a, feel like vanilla. That's a gender neutral scent. Yeah. I feel like vanilla vanilla is <laughs> a great scent. Then also, um, you can wear deodorant that doesn't have any scent, and then just wear whatever cologne you want. Or you could just be mm. like smell like yourself. I haven't worn any weird stuff in years. I don't smell like yourself. Is that scary? <laughs> Do boys boys don't smell good? Um, I loved yeah. your. <laughs> I have no, I have no sense of smell. I have no sense of smell right now, so I have no idea what anybody smells like. I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Um, the public poop joke is really great at TJ Maxx. I would start with the Yankee Candle section okay. because it starts it more realistic. Uh-huh. Like I can absolutely, like when you started with the with the robe, I'm like, that's a little far fetched. Yeah. If you start with the candle. And okay. then I'm on board with you. And then you're like, and then you just walk right into the bath section and pick out your robe. Yeah, okay, um, okay. And then, and then with the Angry Birds, you, you feel like you're at home. And I love that. And I would bring that up. Before you talk, the food was a little rough for me. But then I was like, well, if he starts talking about how he feels at home and then he wants a snack, mm-hmm. that's kind of okay. But I was like, oh, man, who, you don't need to. Yeah, that's, that's I also I gross. feel like the joke's kind of drawn out at that point, so I'm trying to figure out how to like condense oh, it. You know? So I would just end it at Angry Birds, and then I had to th- I had a qu- something questionable. Yeah, I would end it after Angry Birds and say something about that you feel so at home there or something. But there's got to be something funnier than that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the wood sense, I was uh, you are you said wood twice. I'm and I hate to bring it up, but like a dick joke seems kind of appropriate. Uh, okay. Not to like be, not to be the obvious one to bring up everyone's dicks, but I felt like you kept saying wood, 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 <laughs> and I'm like, and you, it's just morning like wood. wood. You put yeah. the wood on in the, you put the wood on in the morning, like or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's. All right, yeah, yeah. Word. Comments, Matt. Yeah. Mike. Yeah, no, uh, I could, yeah, I thought the same thing. You said wood a few times, and I was like, okay, I see where he's going with that. <laughs> um, I loved the opening of like public poop, yeah. and for the first few seconds, I was like, wait, is he talking about just like pooping on the street like what's <laughs> going on here and it's like got kind of got me instantly into it um something else uh no i liked when you were talking about going on the amtrak and for a second there i was kind of like imagining you just like with all these old people and you start talking about like your favorite type of old person i was picturing you kind of like this zoologist like you know like observing like the old people and their habitat mm-hmm. and i thought like maybe before you jump into like my favorite type of old person is this you could talk about like your classification System for old yes. people and be like, there's this type, there's this type. Maybe give an example of like one type that could be funny. I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah, no yeah, way you could, could maybe go with I that. I could be like the planet Earth guy, but like watching old people. Yeah, because there's all these different classifications that mm-hmm. you've discovered. You know, but Janice so. is a great name that you chose. Oh, that was very funny. Yeah, that yeah. was really fun. I could listen great to job. Janice all day. I would, yeah. That wasn't <laughs> what I was expecting. I was uh-huh. expecting for you to kind of punch down and you were like, no, I'm on board with yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Any other comments? Clap your hands together for David Lattimore. When do you go back to Boston? Oh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna head out there for some shows in uh, late April, early May. I'm not sure when. I'm gonna hit up all the guys. But actually, if you're back in June, I should just wait till then. That actually might be. I can't. Uh, 
There were a lot of Boston comics here from the, uh, oh, who what? Uh, hey, your next comedian, everybody uh, pay attention and take notes. Be cool. We have two left. It's Ian Levy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, it's, uh, it's very uh, uh, fortuitous. I think that's the word that uh, you're talking about a uh, body scent of what men can smell like. Because uh, before I came here at another open mic, someone actually gave me a Spider-Man cologne. So that is my, that is, it smells like justice. So that is, the, yeah, that's the good, okay. It was very fun. I don't actually know who it's for. It's for a professional children, I guess. But, you know, so it's like of two things, Spider-Man and climbing the corporate ladder. But uh, whatever. But I'm looking forward to, to wearing that. I'll be good. Um, I, I worried I'll put on too much because you know what they say with great cologne comes great responsibility, right? Come on, yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. There we go. Now we're having fun. Now we're having fun. That was a comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, dear. This wasn't even. Cody Sparks, he had it, and he just walked up to me, and he was like, "You'll use this," and I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even try to fight it. There's like a million other people around me, but yeah, well, uh, it is what it is. I um, I recently found out that my uh, uh, I was talking to my grandmother, and I found out that all my relatives uh in the Civil War uh fought for the South. A hundred percent of them fought for the South. Uh, so now I, uh, refer to it as the war of Northern aggression. So now, now that I know I've been informed uh, learned. Okay. That's fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Did you know that, uh, George Washington, one thing they never tell you about him is he was a terrible general. Like he was really bad. Like this is, that's not really a He, in modern history, he, lost the most battles any general ever lost with while well, still winning the war. 